30-minute reviews, beware of spoilers, and exploring hyperspace lanes are all available ad-free. But if you want to support the show, you can go to bewareofspoilers.com and click the support button that's available on the Spotify website. Thank you. Last day they were trying to deal with that. Um, but regardless, here we are, and huh. So I really enjoyed this episode. I think that, you know, if you if you listened to the show before, you know I'm always a big fan of camp. <clears throat> of camp. Um, I love a certain amount of silliness, because inherently we're dealing with silly stuff. Um so, like, a lot of stuff with these, you know, these little goblins that cause bad luck is admittedly kind of silly, um, but it is still kind of, you know, it, it, it's still kind of fun, um, like, with all the singing and, and, and all of that, like, it, it, there's, there's a certain amount of fun to it, and I know that people could be upset, um, but granted, also, it's like, you know, watch early revival. It's like, it, it all goes, it, it, there's a lot of camp to a lot of that. Um, a lot of silliness. Like, yeah, there's some depth to it. And yeah, we may get some of that depth later on, but like, one of the first multi-episode arcs that goes on for two episodes and then it comes back later in the season is the Slavine, which is just a ridiculous concept. Um, and, and I think that like, the idea of these bad luck gremlins that are going around and, and, you know, destroying everything, and they're, like, a combination of, like, you know, the goblins from, like, like, like the, the, like the whole thing with the Goblin King reminded me very much of Labyrinth, and then for them to also be, like, the singing, it reminded me a lot of, uh, what was that other movie? Oh, Gremlins, obviously, which I, I think they're called Goblins in the movie, but in the show, in the episode, but I, I, I keep calling them Gremlins, because they remind me so much of the Gremlins from Gremlins, and... I think the show executes it pretty well. I love the dynamic between um, between Ruby and the Doctor. Um, I really like this interpretation of the Doctor. It feels different. Um, I like the fact that he's actually dealing with some of his like yeah. We talked about it with with the with the bi generation. The idea that maybe this is a way for them to have him not have to carry the weight of his trauma by having it be compartmentalized in 14, but I, I think it's possible that, like, you know, not just that, but, like, the, he still has it, it's still there, um, and to that end, it's like him having to address, like, oh, I was adopted, like, that's something that he's never grappled with, because, you know, they addressed it very briefly in... Um, what's it called, in, uh, in, in the Timeless Child arc, and then went right to Flux, and then it went right to, 
you know, 14, the regeneration of the 14, and then 14 himself, and to that end, it's like, this is kind of a unique thing, because one of the things that's kind of weird about Doctor Who is that it's meant to be this long, expanding continuity, but especially with new Doctor Who, um, or, or revival Doctor Who from, from 2005 on, starting with Eccleston, um, like, that, there's very little continuity when the showrunner changes. Like, it seems like when the showrunner changes, they always just throw everything out. They're just like, okay, new Doctor, new companion, we just ignore what we don't like from the original, and we just move on like nothing happened, which isn't a, a great way to do it, I don't think. Because it's like, if you're building this long-spanning mythology, it's like, alright, whatever. Um, and it feels like, for the first time, we're actually, like, and, and, and that's not Russell T. Davies' fault, because he was the first one. So then for Moffat to come in and not acknowledge it, and then for Chris Germinal to come in and not, and not acknowledge it. And it seems like Russell T. T. Davies is like, no, 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 we're going to acknowledge this, no matter how weird it is, or, or anything, that we're going to acknowledge it and deal with it. Um... What else have we got with this episode? Um... I like the way that they're defining Ruby, um, and, and, and laying her out as a character. Um, I think it leads to some interesting moments, and it leads to a lot of, uh, you know, turning her, I'm not a huge fan of them turning the companion into a mystery. Um, that's not really my cup of tea. Um, I think that turning the companion into a mystery, especially when you take, you know, a female character and do it, it feels like you're... I don't like turning the person to a mystery box. Um, which is kind of like... We, we, we talked about this in the past with... You know... What it was about... The Force Awakens... And, and, and the sequel trilogy... Where it's like... Rey is a mystery box. I don't need a character to... Especially a main character... To be a mystery box. Another character could be a mystery box. But I'm not a huge fan of having a main character be a mystery box. Just give me... You know, just, just define them. Like... We, we don't need the companion to be this thing where it's like, oh, she's traveling with the doctor because she's special. It's like, well, no, we, we had that line. I think it was, it was either 9 or 12, or maybe it was 10. It was like, in all my years of traveling, I've never met someone who wasn't special. Like, yeah, let's play with that. Because, like, you know, I, I think the last time we had a companion, like, like, I'm thinking, like, Bill, was Bill the last companion? I don't really remember 13 too well, but was Bill the last companion that was kind of just a person that wasn't, like, Clara was this big mystery, and, and there was a big mystery surrounding Amy, and, and Amy's importance, and, you know, and then Donna wasn't, and who was the other one? Um, and Martha wasn't, and Rose, I don't think was until the very end, if I remember. Well, I just watched season one. I mean, she's, like... Her being the bad wolf does not come back into play until the very end. Um, like, it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm interested to see where the next season goes, though. I think that this season has given, like, this episode has given a lot to kind of be like, okay, this has set the groundwork, and it's kind of a, like, we talk about Captain America Civil War as kind of being a zero issue. For, 
phase three, um, in the aftermath of, of, um, what's it called, of Age of Ultron, it is the Russo brothers and Marcus McFeely being like, no, 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 this is how we're going to write the Avengers, like, this is how we're going to be handling this, um, and that's kind of what this felt like, this felt like them being like, okay, how are we going to, you know, what is the dynamic between the Doctor and Ruby going to be? What are they going to be doing together? All of that kind of stuff. And it's all kind of neatly laid out in this episode where it's like, and, and here's what we're doing. Here's how we're handling this. And, 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 you know, you can be excited for it. If you're not, this is what's going to be. Though. I, I don't think they're going to shift it at this point. But I, I did, I think that this is a, a interesting thing going forward that could lead to some, some, some fun antics going on, um, especially if, you know, you know, if this dynamic continues with the two of them, um, I guess my, my only fear is that I don't want this to go into, like, the kind of relationship that Nine had with Rose, because again, having just watched that again, I'm like, oh, this is a lot more contentious than I remember, um, I mean, granted, Nine also had just dealt with, you know, this is a doctor who regenerated just after the time war, like, so, so he, he, he was going through some shit at that moment, but it's just kind of a weird, like, a lot of times, like, he's just openly kind of very mean to Rose, I didn't really appreciate that, uh, but hopefully we get that more, you know, here, like, we get a better relationship here between the two of them, um, that I really, it's really endearing, the two of them together, um, and, and, and the coup he got was just fantastic. Um, I, I just love him in this role. Uh, great casting. Um, and, and he's got me excited for this in a way that I kind of fell off a little bit during Capaldi, and then I came back toward the end of Jodie Whittaker's run. Um, but he's got me excited for the show again in a way that I haven't in a, in a, in a while. Um, but look, we'll see what happens. I'm still, like... Speculation time. I mean, I think the bi generation is going to come back into play at some point before the end of um, before the end of, of 15's run. I think it's going to end with. Um, I think we're going to end up with a Valiar. That would be my assumption. Um, and if that's where we get, you know, that's where we get Tenant. You know, coming back into play. I think he comes back to the Valiar, um, and that is where, you know, maybe he regenerates. Maybe. You know, especially if, if my interpretation is correct, where it's like, look, the Valyard, for those who don't know, the Valyard was a, a recurring villain. He definitely appeared in, in a multi-episode arc um, where he was put on, I think he was in multiple episodes. Um, but regardless, he is a, another iteration of the Doctor who comes down the line somewhere between his 12th and final incarnations. Um, and he is you know, he is just all the malice, all of the darkness, all of the all of the, the ill will that the Doctor feels all manifest in one iteration. Um, and I think if you're going to say, like, look, we're going to split them off, and, and if you're going to interpret it the way I do, where it's like we're taking all of the, the emotional baggage and putting it into one person, like, I could see that being you know, a, a way in to where if he regenerates again, he becomes the Valyard. Um, 
which would be an interesting foil for uh, 15. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting approach. I, I like maybe it won't be this season. Maybe it'll be if, down the line. I think we get the master again under 15's uh, under 15's tenure. Um, but we'll see. Um, we will wrap up that for today, though. Um, and until our next episode for Doctor Who, which will be in the spring, but our next episode about TV shows, we'll be doing Percy Jackson and the Olympians later this week. If you want to hear our spoiler-free thoughts on the first two episodes, you can head a little bit further down the line, where I did a spoiler-free thing before it came out, thanks to the good people at Disney giving me screeners, and we will, uh, we'll be doing that. Uh, in terms of movies, I think we're going to do poor things this week, and then possibly American fiction. Um, we will have to see, um, I'm not 100%, um, because that would be Saturday, if not that, then we might be doing Ferrari, um, but yeah, we, I will announce as we do episodes on here, later this week we will also be doing Pokemon, the Indigo Disc, the final of the DLC packs for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, um, and yeah, so I think that that just about covers it. Until our next episode, have a great rest of your week.